This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Both of Alabama's senators are making their support of school choice publicly known. Senators Tommy Tuberville and Katie Britt have joined in a U.S. Senate resolution that was created to be announced during National School Choice Week. The resolution has been sponsored by a total of 20 senators and promotes the diversity of choice within K-12 education as a means of empowering parents to meet the individual needs and strengths of their children. The resolution encourages parents to learn more about the education options within their state. Britt and Tuberville say that a zip code should not determine a student's destiny. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is joining with 20 other states in urging two investment advisory firms to stop pushing the ESG practices within other companies. ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Policies that are implemented within a company. The two firms that were addressed in a letter from those attorneys general are International Shareholder Services and Glass, Lewis & Company. Marshall spoke about the issue on Fox News this past Monday. Well, it's the way for the left to be able to impose uh, their agenda outside of the ballot box of the political process. You know, in states like Alabama, you know, by no means would we accept much of what is being proposed by those ESG proponents. And now they're using the leverage of the financial market, particularly the largest investment advisory firms, including BlackRock, which you uh, described earlier, as a way of being able to advance their agenda. We think it's wrong. We think it's inconsistent with both state and federal law. And it's where, again, attorneys general are that front line and being able to push back on this agenda. Marshall is also predicting that in 2023, there will be more of this litigation as states push back at the liberal agenda, which he calls arbitrary quotas. The biological mother of baby Jane Doe out of Opelika is now speaking out. The remains of the 11-year-old girl were found a decade ago, but never identified. DNA testing back in 2022 changed all of that, and the young girl has been identified as Amor Wiggins, who had been living most of her life in the custody of her biological father and stepmother, Lamar and Ruth Vickerstaff. Now the biological mother, Sherry Wiggins, says that when Amori was a young girl, the father cut off Wiggins from seeing her child and would not appear before the court appeals that she had made to gain visitation rights. Wiggins then spoke with Elizabeth White of WHNT News about how she was recently contacted by police at her home in Maryland. They had described themselves as um, detectives from Alabama. They had asked me if I knew Lamar, and I told them how I knew Lamar, which was we shared a common child. And they stated that there was an investigation. They explained the whole Jane Doe case. And they then brought out pictures and asked me, uh, based on the pictures that they had, if the pictures looked familiar. The pictures from the Bible school did not make me feel anything inside when I looked at them. But when he turned over this paper and he showed me an image of the clay image that was reconstructed to come up with a picture of her, I felt it in my soul. I felt it in my soul and and I just kept shaking my head telling him, I, like, yes, he said, does that look familiar? Does that look like your child? And yes, the clay, the clay image definitely did. During all the time that Wiggins was unable to see her child, she was still paying child support to the vicar staffs, but it appears that Amori Wiggins died back in 2012. That is when her body was found behind a mobile home. 
Lamar Vickerstaff is now facing murder charges. Ruth Vickerstaff is charged with not reporting a missing child. A Birmingham native is headed to the 95th Annual Academy Awards. The nominations for the Oscars are now out, and the film called Everything Everywhere All at Once received multiple award nominations, 11 total. Daniel Scheinhart of Birmingham was also nominated as Best Director and Best Screenplay, along with co-director Daniel Kwan. Paul Rogers is an Alabama native as well, and he served as the film editor. Rogers was also nominated for Best Film Editing. The film is about a middle-aged Chinese immigrant who is sucked into a time-traveling adventure to save the universe. I'm not your husband. I'm another version of I'm from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. This week, the Center for Economic Development at the University of Alabama is collecting books for the Black Belt campaign. This is the 17th time that the university has conducted this campaign to donate books to K-12 through students in that region of the state. Last year, the university was able to send more than 10,000 books to 13 counties with disadvantaged students. This year, the goal is 30,000. Collection of the books runs until February 24th. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, apparently it is a classified document season for all former presidents and vice presidents. There are now reports coming out that classified documents were found at the Indiana home of former Vice President Mike Pence. Lawyers for Pence say that he was unaware of their existence until a search was conducted last week. The documents have since been put in the hands of the FBI and have arrived at the National Archives in Washington, D.C. What exactly prompted all of this searching is still not clear. This all comes on the heels of classified documents being found at Joe Biden's Delaware home, as well as his former office space at the University of Pennsylvania. And that all comes on the heels of an FBI raid of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida in August of 2022. That's where he had some classified documents stored with the understanding that as former president, he had the power to declassify those documents before leaving the White House. The U.S. Department of Justice, along with eight states, have filed a lawsuit against Google for their ad technology. The lawsuit claims that Google holds a monopoly power over website publishers and advertisers who are trying to compete in the online advertising space. The lawsuit claims that this violates federal antitrust laws. The DOJ claims that Google has an anti-competitive, exclusionary, and unlawful means of eliminating or severely diminishing any threat to its dominance in the digital advertising technologies. The eight states that are involved in this legal fight are California, Colorado, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and Virginia. There are also other antitrust lawsuits filed against Google that have been generated from other states that are also aimed against that company for its ad business. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is seeking a permanent ban within his state when it comes to the mandates that were issued under COVID. DeSantis says he will be offering several pieces of legislation in a bill package that's called Prescribe Freedom. He says he wants to prevent Florida from becoming a biomedical security state. And when you go away from evidence-based medicine and you start embracing ideology, uh, you start to do things that aren't in the public's interest. And so if you think about our medical establishment from Fauci on down over the last three years, you know, they were wrong about lockdowns. They were wrong about mass mandates. They were wrong about school closures. They were wrong about mRNA shots. They were wrong about vax passports and vax mandates. And really on and on it goes. And so the physicians that were speaking out 
um, against some of these things, uh, they were really treated very poorly. So in Florida, we're going to make sure uh, that those physicians are, are free to speak and free to uh, offer their opinions, uh, regardless of whatever may be in vogue politically or whatever some of the higher-ups think is appropriate. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is taking her fight against the Chinese Communist government another step further. Noem is now seeking to push through legislation in her state that would prohibit the Chinese government from buying any agricultural land there. Some special interest groups are criticizing Noem for this effort, saying it's illegal and unconstitutional. Noem says the majority of Americans will agree with her that China should not be buying up land in the U.S., that they are an enemy state built on communism with the goal of taking away freedom from Americans. Nome's bill would create an advisory committee on foreign investments in that state. That committee would investigate the proposed land purchases and would approve or reject them. Just a few months ago, Nome banned all South Dakota government workers from using or possessing the Chinese-based app TikTok. And the Catholic Archdiocese of San Francisco says that Nancy Pelosi is not telling the truth about a so-called exorcism. The former Speaker of the House and her daughter Alexandra did a recent interview with the New York Times claiming that after the attack on Paul Pelosi in November of 2022, that Nancy Pelosi wanted priests to pray at the house and perform some sort of evil spirit exorcism. Now the local priests say that no such request came to them and certainly no exorcism happened. This all comes according to Peter Marlowe, who is the Executive Director of Communications and Media Relations at the Archdiocese. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out the 1819 News podcast as Brian Dawson talks with a pro-life doctor out of Montgomery who is running Life on Wheels. I had a patient come in. She was um, 16, pregnant. Her her parents brought her in. The dad was visibly angry. Uh, uh, The mom was upset. There was a little boyfriend there who was scared to death. And uh, the dad walks up to him, big Southern man, beard like yours, and he looks at me and he said, I need to know, is she pregnant? Because if she is, we're not having this baby. And you could feel the crisis. It, yeah. was, it was a stress. So I called my sonographers and I sent her downstairs for an ultrasound. I said, look, you blow that baby up as big as you can and you show them the heartbeat and you show them every feature and send her back to me. So she went down, she had an ultrasound, and she came back up and everybody's countenance was totally different. Now that big Southern man looked like he had seen a ghost. And that mom and that daughter were hugging each other and crying. And the boyfriend looked the same. He still looked scared to death. <laughs> but, 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 but then that, that Southern man came up to me and he said, that's a baby. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, we, we can't abort our baby. And I said, I guess not. And, and so anyway, um, eight months, seven months go by. She's termed. She delivers. And I get to come out and announce that it's a baby. By now, the crisis is already melted away. Everybody's yeah. so excited about the baby, and that's the way it always is. And then that same couple uh, actually stuck together. So they were together, and then you know, four years later, they they had another baby. Well, wow. well, the first one was a grandson, and then the second one was a, a girl. And my favorite part of the job is coming out in the waiting room. I just love that. So I came out in the waiting room to announce the girl was yeah. here, and that southern man was holding his grandson and he was playing with his beard and and uh, he was holding him and everybody was happy and uh, i I eased up to that man and i said how do you like him and tears dripped off his cheeks and he clutched his son because he knew what i was saying he said i love this boy and that's the power ultrasound 
You can find more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 